Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm Macy Renee, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Oh my goodness, I hope you're having an amazing Monday. It's rainy and yucky here, but that's okay. We're going to make the most of it. All right, you all. So before we get started on today's topic, I just want to send out a quick reminder. If you do listen to this today, um, Evolve starts today. And what you do not know, unless you follow me, is that I left enrollment open. So if you happen to hear this and you want to get your mind deeply coached over the next six weeks together and have two one-on-one coaching calls with me you can get in for $222 that is it and I would love to have you so just reach out if that is something that is speaking to you we start today January 25th 2021 all right so today's topic we are going to talk about cycles of trauma And this is something that I've been coaching on and training on quite a bit through other people's Facebook groups, through Becoming Her, and I've yet to talk about it on the podcast, mainly because, one, I really like to draw it out. I prefer that when you listen to this, you have a visual, so I'm going to challenge myself and try to describe it in a way that makes sense, even though you do not have the visual to go along with it, okay? So cycles of trauma continue on when we are walking around unaware and when we have a lot of subconscious storage, which is very normal because when bad things happen in our life or painful, hurtful things happen in our life, we tend to store it away. We don't want to deal with it and we create what's called feeling habits, um, unhealthy feeling habits or what I like to say is buffering. And what that means is that instead of deeply exploring the root cause of our hurt, our pain, our hardship, the things that we experienced in the past, we instead create an unhealthy feeling habit like um, buffering on our phone, on social media, being on there for hours, you know, sitting and watching eight uh, episodes of something on Netflix, um, working out excessively like over excessively like being in the gym for hours on end because you're trying to avoid what you're feeling or overeating in the sense of I'm not even hungry but I just feel like I need something or um, over drinking or you know just feeling the need to to have this out of body experience wanting to be numb so those are unhealthy feeling habits right it's not bad to have a drink it's not bad to um to you know go to the gym it's not bad to shop it's like when is it over excessive and when it's over excessive if you look at the root reason of why a lot of times we have this belief that we need to stay busy and we need to be doing something all the time and if we're not we go crazy so if you've ever had that kind of thought process it's likely because your system is holding a lot subconsciously Um, there may be a lot of storage there 
And because of that, you feel the need to distract yourself and and stay busy and fulfill your time with a lot of to-dos in order to, to avoid being with yourself. So it's a very natural thing and it's especially natural if you have a past of really hard things, which most most people do, but specifically um, any kind of childhood traumas, if you had a bad relationship, bad divorces, um, if you're struggling now and whatever it is that's happening in your life, if you're going through grief and hardship and heartache, those are moments when it, it's very easy to distract ourselves rather than lean into the pain. Now, the issue is that Anything that we do not heal becomes a cycle that can easily repeat because as these events happen in our life, we create meanings around them, we create beliefs around them, and it can be very challenging to navigate life moving forward if we're holding on to a lot of our pain. So to give you an example, let's pretend that you are in a relationship and you've been in the relationship for several years and then you find out there that there was some dishonesty and maybe um, some betrayal happening in the relationship or they've cheated on you or they've done something that really, really feels extremely excruciating and painful. Now, whether you decide to work through it with them or not, a lot of times there is lingering pain that's involved. There's lingering mistrust. And what you do is you start analyzing what were their behaviors, how were they responding, how were they behaving when all of this went down. And that is associated with painful feelings. So then you store that. Now, let's say we fast forward and you end up deciding that this relationship is not one that you want to work on and you go out in the world and you really want to find a partner that doesn't put you through that again, but you start to analyze new people's behavior from the past. You start to see things and you and you feel a lot of mistrust because the last partner that did XYZ on his phone, you know, now with this new partner, maybe they're on their phone a lot and you automatically make association. So this is what I'm saying by we can bring our past into our future and create cycles that really don't have to be there, but sometimes can be there because we're bringing in our pain. So this is why it's important to face the past and heal that because we oftentimes can easily sabotage something in the future based on the experiences that were very painful in our past. So something that I have been training on a lot is teaching people where this comes from, where this stems from, how these patterns start to even begin with. And it really starts from um, childhood. So childhood, when we're little, we are born authentic and pure. We are who we are. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. We are just pure bred spirits right like nobody in the world has told us we can't do things nobody in the world has tried to mold us or or teach us anything yet and so we show up really in our most authentic self when we're younger because we haven't learned otherwise and so you get very authentic personalities in children especially like baby toddler age because it's just like They're learning how to navigate the world. They're just showing up as who they are. They communicate how they communicate and it just is what it is until they learn otherwise. Now, what happens is that 
as spirits, as souls, we all want um, connection and love. That's really what we crave. And so that's how we navigate life. We want to feel connection. We want to feel love. So when we present ourselves as we are to our family members, our caregivers, the people that are raising us, the people that are closest to us, if they can't handle us at our most authentic level, what happens is they resist it. Energetically, they resist it. So to give you an example, this would be if maybe a parent has experienced in their past um, sexual abuse. Maybe they you know, were molested as a child or went through something absolutely terrible. And so as a result, they are not very trusting and they don't like to be touched. They don't like a lot of affection because they have a lot of negative thoughts and feelings around it and you know rightfully so if you've been through something very traumatic like that it could be very normal that you don't want a lot of affection and love it could be the opposite that you seek you seek um, an overabundance of safety and love and maybe people that you really really trust right but to to bring this about if someone has experienced that and now they feel like I'm not a very affectionate person I don't really like to be touched and I'm just not so trusting of that and that that becomes a part of their personality because of the trauma that they went through when a child um, is their full self and maybe they're like super hyper and lovey and they love to squeeze your neck and they love to kiss all over your face and they love to be all over you, maybe what happens then is that um, the parent can't, can't quite accept them for how they're showing up. They can't handle that amount of love and affection and attention and it's not because like they don't have it to give and it's not because they don't love their child it's simply because they have learned how to be in order to protect themselves from their own unhealed trauma so if you have a super over affectionate child that always wants to be in your face and attached at your very hip but you have a parent who's more independent and needs a lot of space because of their unhealed trauma they might tell the child you know you need to calm down you need to go over there you need to learn how to play by yourself you know thank you for the hugs and kisses but I don't like to be jumped all over I don't like to be squeezed like that please don't do that and it 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 feels super innocent and and it's never intentional but what is happening is that energetically maybe the parent can't handle the child at 100% authenticity because it's it's not in their wheelhouse for what they can do because of their own past experiences and who they've been shaped to be. So when that is received energetically back to the child, they say, oh, okay, when I act this way, when I respond this way, my mom or dad or caregiver cannot fully handle me at my at my most authentic self. They can't handle me at 100%, but I want connection and love, so I have to figure out how to kind of tone it down. I call it turn the dial. I have to figure out how to turn my dial down to where when I represent myself to my mom or my dad or my caregiver, um, they can they can handle me and I, I feel that connection and love. And so maybe you, you take your personality as a child from a 100% down to a 90% and you, you resubmit, quote unquote, or represent that to your family member, a different version of how to love. And your family member loves that, like they can handle that. That's not overbearing to them. That's not too much. And so what you inadvertently learn is, okay, when I behave this way and I act this way and I show up, this way 
I get the connection and love from that person that I really, really desire. And as a result, we do this at every stage of our lives with our boss, with our friends, with, you know, co-workers, with people we want to fit in with. We're always seeking as a soul connection and love. So we oftentimes lose ourselves sometimes because when we present ourselves at 100% who we are and it's not received well, like I don't like when you cuss like that or I don't like when you dress like that or I don't like when you, you know, try to hug me for two minutes like I'm not a touchy person or I don't like, you know, those things seem very innocent but when they're presented to us, it's like, We have to decide, am I going to keep being who I am and show up the way that I always have? Or do I want the, the other person's love and connection enough to where I kind of alter myself a little bit? I turn the dial down on my most authentic self to make sure that they feel comfortable and to make sure that I get what I need as a soul, which is connection and love. And over time, we sometimes lose ourselves in that. Because our personalities are shaped not from who we are and who we've always been, but more so from a a state of, I want the connection, I want the love, and this is what allows me to get to that. And eventually what happens is that I think a lot of people reach a point where they feel like I've been everything to everybody else. I, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I do everything to make sure everybody else is taking care care of and they're good and I'm the strong one and I'm the glue and I'm trying to hold all of these things together meanwhile I feel like I'm kind of falling apart and I just feel a little bit you know lost in what I'm doing and if you've ever felt that way it's likely because when you have shown up to different people in your life they have needed something different from you or they have they haven't been able to hold the space for you to be who you are and there's probably even moments where you can't hold the space for other people as they are you need them to quiet down because they're too obnoxiously loud right or you need them you want them to be a different way and this goes back into the podcast episode about manuals and what we expect and what we desire in other people and if you add trauma to that like a bad relationship where you were mistreated in your manual you have all of these stories and beliefs about how someone should treat you and how things should go And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but what we end up doing a lot of times is bringing painful past experiences into our current personalities and then operating from the like operating in the world from a wounded hurt place rather than a healed place and in order for us to hold space for other people and allow them to operate in their authenticity and in order for us to even show up in 100% authenticity we have to know how to hold space for ourselves, and we have to know how to work through our our painful past and our wounds that's super important so that is why we do the work that is what becoming your highest self is all about it's about really facing those limiting beliefs facing your past facing facing the things that feel sometimes painful to address and working through them because I can tell you like the way that I hold space for someone now is very different than how I held space for them you know even six years ago like 
I couldn't even listen to another person's problems a good six, seven years ago because I was so um, involved in my own. Like I was just so engulfed in my own and trying to navigate how I handle my own life. So I couldn't hold space and I, I would, you know, be someone that told people I need this from you and I don't want you know I don't want to be around you if you're going to be like this or this or this or this or this and I and I had a manual about you know what I needed other people to be in order to feel like I could function because I was navigating my world through a lot of the trauma but when you start to heal that what happens is there's a humanness that comes out of you that sees the humanness in other people and so you're able to extend a certain level of grace and you're able to create healthy boundaries from a place of you know this boundary is to protect me but it's in coming from a loving place not coming from I can't handle you as you are and I am going to block delete cancel who you're being because it's just too much for me you know there's a very fine line between how we show up for people when we're healed versus how we show up for people um, when we're going through a lot of pain and and trauma it's two totally different ways of showing up so I wanted to share a little bit about this um, and if it intrigues you it's so much easier to understand if there are visuals like I typically coach on this topic with um, my expo markers and my drawings and my little <laughs> cutout board people and um, that m- master class that I told you guys about last uh, maybe two episodes ago called Breaking Cycles. I have not been able to get that video to save and download to my computer. So instead of closing the group like I had planned to, it is actually still open and it's still something that you can get into. And it gives you all of the drawings and illustrations as to how cycles in our life continue if we are operating from a place of pain and hardship and a lot of difficult things in our life. So if you're interested in that, just make sure you get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram if you haven't found me on Facebook yet. And I would be happy to put you in there. It's like an hour and a half masterclass. It has all of the illustrations to go with how we get trapped in this and a lot of better examples that I don't have to pull from thin air on the podcast. Um, Hopefully this made some sense to you. But again, if you do need some more clarity that breaking cycles masterclass is a really really good place to to start so I hope that you all have an amazing week this week and if you have any questions please reach out if you listen to this today the 25th and want to get in involved or not in involved in evolve (laughs) then you can reach out to me I'd be happy to welcome you and that's all guys I'll see you guys next week Hey girl, did you know there's a place for you to continue this work outside of the podcast? Well, there is, and it's called Becoming Her. This is my online and ongoing coaching container for self-mastery. Everything takes place online and is the best value for your investment if you're wanting to work with me. This is for women that want to create lasting change by learning how to master themselves, their energy, their mindset, and how to do the deep inner work. It's a growing community where you're supported for life with live online trainings, access to all previously recorded content, and two one-on-one coaching calls with me per month. 
It's an investment where you can rest assured you'll have everything you need at your fingertips and where there's one primary goal, becoming your highest self. If this has been something you're looking for, join us and be a part of the growth. You can find out more information on MacyRenee.com.